0: Holy Spirit for helping us, making us alert and attentive to the word of God. <clears throat> that, w- that word is life and it brings life to us. We thank you for the life of God coming to us right now. In Jesus name, amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So today we're going to talk about accepting the road that takes you there accepting the road that takes you there we sometimes uh, in fact we always are in God's face asking it from things if it's not for ourselves and uh, as part of your ministry here in prayer you're uh, seeking God for remedies for difficulties that we encounter in day-to-day living problems on the earth things that are not going well things are going a little bit well we always want something corrected and there is a way that god has designed to meet all of these needs but even even though we can uh, ask god for things or you can even receive a prophecy about something that god has promised you when that comes forth we fail to accept the terms or the conditions or the road or the way that is set forth in order for us to receive it. And I think many times we uh, don't really understand the spiritual component or spiritual aspect to receiving from God we, we know some things about it and uh, sometimes we want to settle into a comfort zone of, of ways that we've all, always I think approach God in ways that God has, has already taken us or always taken us but there's always something else he wants to develop in us and these uh, things may entail uh, going a different way and just not Uh, relying on past experience or past steps or uh, the way it's always been etc etc God will always uh, find a way to draw something out of us that he is looking for the Bible says that he has given us these promises that we might become partakers of what just the stuff or divine nature And so it's the divine nature road, I think, that he wants to keep us on. And that will determine the ways that you go. Always determine. There is something that he wants to bring out of each and every one of us in every single promise that he's given us. Every single answer to prayer that you are seeking there's something he is trying to develop in us in every single situation there's not one that he skips and says well you did this already and you're good right there and you don't need any more development you look just like my son perfect in everything there's nothing that needs adjusting you're you're good to go like that there's never ever ever a situation is like that. In fact, I think that many times these needs are created or perceived in us so that we can develop a greater in the things of God. You know sometimes it kind of amuses me sometimes I'll sit and watch people and and, you know they can have a pat answer for every question you know somebody will ask them about this and God they, they got a good pat answer for everything and I think to myself that's because they've got it so far you know but there's so much more to be attained in god and so there has to be that aspect of being full and confident and sure in god but then being hungry for more there's this something you perceive that you can draw from that that you know will will take you further into god and into the things of god yeah you know, i was uh when i i uh uh was recovering and still recovering from the fall I took I kept thinking to the Lord I said oh, usually I can get up in a couple of days and back to normal again you know this is taking long this is taking long this is taking long and so <clears throat> there are those roads that God puts us on that are extended roads they'll extend you stretch you uh keep you pinned down you know there's certain things that you you, you'll be disabled in you know when you follow the way that God has prepared for you 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 don't know how long it's going to take you don't know you know you get to the end of it but you don't know the way that you're going to go because this way is ordained by God he's the one who determines our ways and our ways are not his ways. They're his are higher. He's after something higher in, in all of the things that he, he um, has us to do. So there is a place where we have to surrender to that process. There must be a surrendering and accepting of the road or the way that God has determined that we must go in order to get where we need to go. And there are people who who do what we call faint on the road. They just decide that either God didn't tell them or they don't want it anymore or it's too hard or it's too something. And there are many many people who drop out. The Bible refers to them as not being faithful. The Bible talks about those who endure to the end will be saved. And so there is an end of this road <clears throat> that ends. In eternity, and and we must keep on the road that God has prescribed for us, because we have uh, no really no sense of of the whole scope of what God's doing. Uh, we have no sense of what God's perfecting in us, and then we don't have any sense of what we really need spiritually speaking. You know, you don't know what it takes to to obtain what it is that you say you want from God, even if it's something that God has ordained for you to do if it's a ministry that God's put before you uh, you have no clue what it's going to take to do that sometimes people will say uh, well you know I want to work for God or I want a ministry or or I, I have a skill and I want to uh, have my own business in this and you have no clue what it takes for you to do that in God you know now you may have some ideas And then when God starts to deal with you in it and help you with it, and you're all upset because, you know, it's, you know, this doesn't seem like it's going the way I want it to go. (laughs) I thought I was going down this street. Now he's got me on that street. That doesn't look like it's going to get me there. And so, so then we have to really trust that God has heard us, that we're on our way, that he's preparing us, that we'll get there. You've got to trust all those things. Uh, even though there may be days and, and weeks and months and sometimes years where it doesn't seem like you're making any progress with this thing at all. You must trust the way of God. And you, then you've got to be open to him uh, making changes in the way that you do things. In the way that you see things. Sometimes the way that's familiar to you is a road of, where a snare can pop up. No familiar things. Some that you'll say. People say, "I can do that with my eyes closed." You better not, (laughs) huh? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because we get that way about things. We feel so so um, familiar with it. And we're not discerning. The Bible says that we are to walk circumspectly at all times. That we can't really ever take anything for granted. Because the enemy can so work into that. and, And work something into the fabric of what we're doing. And then when we see the finished product and it's not right. And then we're upset because you know the enemy you know like the guy who went to sleep sowed some seed and sowed corn or cotton or whatever and he went to sleep and then woke up later and found out that there were weeds all and there is an enemy have done that you know if you're diligent and vigilant you can keep the enemy out and so sometimes God <coughs> prepares your path so that to keep the enemy out so that you're not disappointed with your harvest when the harvest comes and so he wants us to enjoy all things but he must be in control of the way that they happen so psalms 37:23 tells us says the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord means that he In righteous people he must tell you how to do these things. He must tell you. He must keep you on that road. And he delights in his way. So he enjoys seeing you go about doing what you do as long as he orders your steps. How does he order them? Sometimes a step at a time sometimes he will trust you to go a certain way for a certain distance and then he'll start to tell you you know okay don't don't proceed this way go that way you know or hold back a minute and I'll talk to you about it and tell you what to do and and you know just go a step at a time don't be overconfident and david said keep me from presumptuous sins there are sometimes we'll presume that god's with us in some things and and he's not with us in them you know <laughs> and I was thinking about that with um Brother Hagan was talking about a relative of his that was sick, his older gentleman, and uh, he went to pray for him to be healed. He said, you know, I pray for people to be healed all the time, pray for family members. He said, and I just asked the Lord and thanked him for healing this gentleman, went on my way. He said, I kept getting uh, uh, an uncomfortable feeling. He said, I didn't feel peaceful about it. and I, I kept thinking to myself, I said, well, I'll pray again. And, you know, he did it and then finally went to the Lord. <laughs> (laughs) You know, duh. You got me? See, there are some times when we'll presume because it's, you know, God wants everybody well. God has healing. He's paid for it. And all of that stuff is true. And then there are some cases where you can't just do a blanket prayer and that person be covered it's 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 an it's it's an exception and probably a very rare one that that wouldn't be true for everybody and and the brother hagen began to speak to god about this gentleman he said well god I've been praying for him and it doesn't seem like uh, you giving me peace about it is what's wrong. And and, uh, so God finally spoke to him about him. He said well I'm not going to heal him this time. I've healed him before. He said I'm not going to heal him this time. And he said do you realize that this man has finally surrendered enough to him where I can prepare him to come home to be with me. See there's preparation for us to go home to be with the Lord as well you got me and so there's some people that if they if they don't stay focused on God they'll just wander right back off again like they do every time they get a little bit better they wander off and you know go back to their same old ways again and God does not want that he wants us to walk with him in covenant he wants that for everybody he doesn't want that just for a few people that are smart enough to figure out you can't just get blessed by God and run off and go back carnal again and still live. You've got to stay with God. You have to walk with him in covenant. You have to partner with him in the earth. You have to fulfill your purpose that he's purposed you to do down here. And Brother Hagan said that the guy was coming to church regularly and he was, you know, worshiping God and seemed to be just so full of joy and life and was gone you got me because God prepared him for his purpose and that is for what the vision that God had for this gentleman we don't know what God's got we don't have a clue what we're here for most days you know we're here struggling we're sweating we're we're you know trying to do this and trying to do this and barely making it and all that kind of stuff and we find out God has something totally different plan for us all along there was a woman that said that when she she started her ministry, God gave her a, a scripture, and it was the first chapter of this book. And she said that she got so excited about it, she read and got it told her I want you to read the first chapter of, I'm not sure what one of the minor prophets I think it was, or whatever chapter it was. And she read it and, read it and read it and read it and read it. And she got down three verses and she did three verses. And in the remainder of it was all the provision for the first three verses. So she struggled for years without much provision. Because and then when she finally went back years later and read it again. God said that was your provision right there. Do you see what I'm saying? And so many times we'll get a part of something. We'll get a fragment of something we'll get a, a corner of it and run with it and assume we got the whole thing because we're excited about the part we understand and we don't stay with God long enough to get the whole thing I would say that if people are are, are wanting to be used by God you've got to master the basics of Christianity Living for God, worshiping God, loving God, forgiving people. Those are the basics. You know, Those are everyday Christianity things. But we find that many people want to build and and have great reputations on the earth as ministers. And they don't really have kind and loving hearts. They don't have forgiving hearts. They don't have giving hearts. They're not givers. They take people's stuff and don't want to give. They'll have sick people, broke people, poor people in the church. And have thousands of people in there and never take care of, of these people that come on a weekly basis and and so there's a lot folks that God wants to do in us when he starts talking about his ways his ways what is his way for you what is his way for me his way for you may not be the same as his way for me but many times we try to get people to walk in our ways And we'll correct them according to what we think they need. Instead of seeking God on behalf of that individual. So you have to be careful about these things. That that, that God's ways are the best ways. They are the best ways. And so he says he orders our steps. He delights in the way that we go. As long as he's ordering them. we become his delight if he's not ordering them there's no delight or no guarantee that he delights in the way that we go so he wants to order our steps because we have an adversary who would like to order our steps also we have an adversary who would like for you to go in a carnal way and reach out carnally for everything that you need so that he can order your steps Many of the devices of the enemy are geared to get us out of the ways of God. One of the things that the devil will always use is fear. And, and to get us in haste. You know fear, frustration. Get us to make a hasty decision. So that we're unable to wait for God and get in, in a place where God can can direct our steps. You know, he is always trying to get us to make a quick decision <clears throat> and proceed without understanding God. God's a pretty fast mover, folks. I found that out he's not slow he's he has to wait for us to catch up with him that's what slows it down is sometimes our inability to know his ways and to discern his ways and to um uh, you know seek his way you have to seek his way as a regular course of action and not have to have somebody always flag you down and tell you well this is wrong with what you're doing you know you gotta you're not really Seeing where God is in this. Well there's nothing wrong with it. It's good to to correct your steps. When you know that they're not not getting you there with God. But there is a way to to do that. So that you're quick to receive what God has for you. You're quick to accept what he has for you. And you're not fearful of what God might tell you to do. Amen. Many times we shrink back because we are not certain we want to go that way and think that way. And that's new for us. And you know there's all this uncertainty. But I'm telling you you're going to have to learn how to trust that way. You have to learn how to trust it. Because that is the way for you. That is the way God has ordained. That is the way of the Spirit. So we're set on that road that God wants of ordaining our steps through meditating on the word through accepting the word of God and, and letting that word become a part of us even though sometimes it might challenge us in the way that we do things you know it will be something uh, new and unusual and unique <laughs> I remember <clears throat> as a new Christian I was so sure that God had um uh, I have found some people that God wanted me to work with. We're all in the same Bible study together. And he had given me some ideas uh, for some greeting cards that I was doing. And you know there's one lady who was an artist. And there was you know another lady was you know different doing different things. And uh, you couldn't have told me that that wasn't God. But it wasn't. See it wasn't. Because he would have to tell those people as well. And he never told them. The one lady said, I don't think it's me because I got a lot to do. I got four kids running around here and blah, blah, blah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, if it's God, he's going to have to. I don't know. He better talk to me in a different way. But nope, that's not me. And she quickly, you know, it wasn't for her to do. And it never, I never worked with them but from my perspective this was God because it all seems set up so neatly see now that was in my early days I don't presume anything like that anymore see I've learned how to let God speak to my spirit and not my flesh that wants to just get up and start doing stuff you got me and so and it doesn't take long for him to speak to your spirit either you know, many times he's spoken to my spirit. I'm just waiting for him to tell the other individual or tell the next person or something like that. And so... <clears throat> Once you start understanding the road and letting him order your steps, then it will start flowing. It will start going a little bit speedier for you. But you always have to wait for him to, to open that door and order those steps for you so that you know exactly where you are going. So we are set on that road through the word. That word, the word must guide you. The word provides the light. The word is the lamp to your feet and it lights the path if that word doesn't light your path then you will stumble in darkness there may be changes that have to be made in your thinking and your believing before you can get to the next place where God wants you to be in fact, that's usually what it is. There's some change that needs to take place in the way you think and in the way you believe. You're not waiting on... You know, like sometimes people want a promotion in their job. You're not waiting on the boss to tell you it's okay. What, what, you're, what you have to do is you have to process and, and think differently about who you are. See, a person can never... Tell you something before God can settle it on the inside of you. See, the, when, when these things are done by faith, you receive them when you pray. You believe that it's yours when you pray. And when that thing is developed in you, then the reflection of it comes through another voice in the natural. See, the natural reflection will show up when it's, when it's inside of you. So really God's waiting on you to accept the word. He's waiting on you to make the necessary changes in your thinking. He's waiting on you to start being that on the inside before he can have somebody validated on the outside. Why would you get a job or a position that you have no you're not ready for and you just jumped into it because you thought God told you and you're waiting on a man to tell you. You know, man can never tell you something that God hasn't already put on the inside of you. That's not how faith works. So it really works the exact exact opposite. Sometimes you can have things in you that haven't be, become manifest to your conscious awareness yet. And people will begin to see, and people do that all the time. We see things like that in each other all the time. You know, you're you have this ability or that ability, or you seem to have this for, going for you or that going for you, and it it, it before it will will manifest in the natural it has to be all put together on the inside of you you can't just have fragments of things and carry out uh, being in charge of a business or in charge of a ministry or something like that you have to have enough of that picture put together on the inside of you so that when man <coughs> opens the door man validates it it's only what uh, God has already put on the inside of you that that person is seeing It's it has to come together on the inside of you other than that it's not real and you're never going to be at peace with it you'll be so nervous trying to carry something out and you don't have the confidence on the inside of you that it's right on the inside and so these, these things are necessary. This, this is how that path is open. This is how the way is made from what's deposited on the inside of you. That God has put there by his word. So God has to approve of our ways as well as our desires. We may want something very badly. But we still have to let God prepare the way for us. To be able to get into that. And I'm telling you once he prepares the way it's made. It's not flimsy. It's, you're not nervous about it. You're not scared of losing it. But once he prepares the way it is made. Sometimes we'll have challenges to, to our, our stability or our confidence. All you got to do is get back in the word. That's all that means. You've lost your way. You got me? Your way is the word. And somehow you've lost your way. You know if you, you're you concerned about something. Or you know if the enemy challenges it. And you begin to take it to heart too much. It means you just lost your way. That's all. And you've got to get back before God and and get your confidence in God now God you told us to do this you told us to to make this move you've told us to buy this thing you've told us to to do this and you've got to get back you have just you know kind of erred in your way you've lost your lost your way and you find your way back through the word of God God, you know, you, you, you ordain that I be secure in what you've you've given to me. You know, if if you have a job, he wants you to be secure in your job. He wants you wondering if, you know, somebody, you know, is always somebody younger, prettier, um, with greater teeth, whiter smile. You know, more expensive veneers or whatever they have or, you know, whatever they're peddling out here. But you can't let that move you once God's given you something. You just lost your way, the devil challenged it, you got nervous and you stayed nervous. See? So now you're looking at whether or not people can take it away from you and give it to you to begin with. This is the thing. You you the the way of God is a confident way. It's a secure way. And and many times we're 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 wanting security but we get comfortable in the natural, there's something about the natural start to take over and we start to think we did that and we got ourselves there and we're so great where's thats you see you're, you' that's usually what's happened if it gets challenged and you get nervous because you've gotten off of the path the path of confidence is a a humility toward God, knowing that wherever you are you're God's servant there you don't <coughs> get yourself so uh so much of yourself invested in it that self starts taking over you know god will open the door and then before the first day of work you push him aside and go bombarding through the door and telling people how wonderful you are and promising them everything and you know taking all the extra shifts and the hard jobs and all that well you're going to kill yourself See if if God hasn't told you to do that and you don't know that he's with you and all of that you better just stay humble and do your part and then when you're able to handle more God will put more on you you don't take it all on yourself. Then you're mad at people. Well, they just they give me too much to do, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do you. You're not proving yourself that way. You're just nervous. That's all. And you you gotta settle down, and understand that God put you there, and and you you can you can be that way. You know, there's a lot of tricks of the enemy. You know that you know he'll do this thing. Minority people seem to carry this thing around that I gotta be ten times better then the average man well the average man ain't saying that you need to go and listen to him and see how he gets his job done go talk to the average man and see what he does to you know there's all these goofy women will say stuff the glass ceiling i've broken through the glass ceiling you ain't broke through nothing because when that company goes belly up your check is going to bounce just like everybody else so you ain't broke through nothing sister huh just got a lot more work than you had before. You got your title. You've proven you're competent. If that's what you wanted to do with your life, you have an opportunity to do it. But don't add a whole lot of other non important stuff to it. You know, it's just not important. It really isn't. These are fictitious things that the enemy has thought up to make us feel that we're doing monumental important things. You know, all these all these really, really important things. You know, I'm I I was thinking <clears throat> you know, when people were talking about the first you know, there's always gonna be a first something. Every immigrant that's ever come to this country there was a first one of them that broke through something. You know what I'm saying? There's always been this artificial barrier there uh that, that the devil puts up so he can keep us fighting among ourselves you know uh, in the 60s blacks you know the first black to do this and the first i mean it's just gotten to be a yawn anymore and it's going to be the first woman the first gay the first hispanic it's going to be the first sum of everything to do these things and, and it's because the enemies put up this fictitious wall that God's been breaking through forever you know I mean it's just I was thinking about this I said you know there have been women working in jobs forever there have been women in charge of businesses uh there was uh the Martha uh what's her name I don't want to call her Martha Graham it was the Graham her uh she um was editor of the Washington Post Her husband committed suicide. He's only like 30 years old. She had five kids at home. And she had to go to work. You know he left that paper to her. And she had to go to work. And she went. She hired somebody to keep her kids. While she went and learned the business. From people who were in it. And wound up being one of the most powerful people in the world. Because of what her husband left her. That she made up her mind. She had to learn how to run it. No, she wasn't bragging about no glass ceiling. She could have wanted. She she mainly probably wanted her husband to be alive. She wanted to have her life back like she had it. But it was thrust upon her. That she had to complete this. So people have been, been doing things that they've had to do forever. But the enemy will come and add some fictitious importance to it. By withholding it from people through lies that people believe Christians have never had to believe that they were second rate citizens of somebody I don't care what color what sex you were you've never had to believe that all you had to do was believe in your God and he can move mountains and move them out of the way and get you to where you needed to go and so this business of, of you know the way getting, getting uh, skewed because of some carnal thing that we believe it's not right you don't ever put man in charge of your life in that way and start bowing to the dictates of man and thinking you've got to please man and man can fire you and man oh I get the boss is telling me I got to do something and you get resentful and you you could need to work all that out with God and sometimes that's what God's working out with us is this man thing. You know, we're too sensitive to what people think, too sensitive. If God gives you something, you got to go in there with God, but you got to have a relationship with God and trust him every day. You can't get off on the the beaten path and start dancing to man's tune, nor can you treat man like he's not your boss either. You can't lord it all over people. You know God has a way of, of, of helping us to stay humble, to, to, to love and to respect and to honor people and to do our job. But yet not get in this mindset that we become man pleasers. That's, that's not God's way at all. And people can get really confused about that. They're so insecure and not sure of themselves. But God can make you secure. We don't try hard enough to get secure in God. So that when we step into these situations we really have no fear. Because we hear from God minute by minute. And we trust him and we know that our steps are good. And and that when we do something it's going to work out for us. Many times we get in an old pattern an old road that we've been down you know everybody's been there you get in an atmosphere and it seems hostile and you get hostile back and you get defensive and you don't just barely get there on time and barely do enough work all this acting out see you can't afford to do that you really can't you've got to stay in humble you got whatever people tell you to do you have to do it with a smile you have to do it uh, with a, a right attitude and understanding that those people that's how joseph got in the palace folks he didn't get there just by being a smart guy and god just threw it in his lap he he was tested every single turn every turn he was tested but he wound up letting God correct his steps. That's the most important thing is you got to let God correct your steps. You got to let him order your way. The way the the road that He gives you to get there, you got to accept that road. You have to accept it. Sometimes it's a very humble road. You know, sometimes you just start. The Bible says not to despise the day of small things. You know, you have to accept that things are small. You got to accept that God is still working. He's still there. He's still on the throne. He still wants wa- wants what he wants. All of that stuff. You got to accept that. You have to accept it because you know if you don't, you're you're never going to be content, and you're never going to get the inward. Conditioning the inner strength that God wants you to get, you just won't get it. And so, we're that that meditating on the Word is so important when it comes to being on the right road. Your road to healing means that you you are guided by the Word. The Word tells you to do something, you do it. And if the Word don't tell you to do it, you don't get involved in it. There are all kind of distractions on that road. My goodness look at all the ones that are out here every every other channel on the television has something to do with your personal fitness health your body you know being you know I mean you could spend that could be a job for some people you know you could resign for your regular job and just take 24-7 improving yourself there's always something that they got up there this is wrong that's wrong you could improve this you can improve that that's not good this is good you got to take this supplement you got to have this vitamin you got to meditate you got to do yoga you got to you know all this nonsense and so if if we're not careful all these little forks in the road, if you divert off of that and you go down on the wrong road, God's gotta pull you right back and put you right back on track with the word again, you know, so that you can get what He tells you to get. So we can't be people who are distracted easily. You can't be a person who is prideful and doesn't want to admit where they are. You know you just have to admit that this is where I am and this is where I'm going to be and I'm you know I'm listening for God's word keeping my ear attentive to what he would tell me so that I'm and and I'm going to get there you have to have confidence that you're going to get there you can't be wondering can't wonder if i did something wrong god's mad at me i didn't do this right or that right you gotta know that he wants to put you right back on the road again you take a wrong turn you sit down and whine oh god my shoes are too tight my shoes on the road i got my road shoes on They're too tight they're squeezing i gotta take them off i gotta sit down and rest a little bit He'll let you rest, but he'll tell you, listen, you're gonna be out of the race if you don't get up in a minute, you know. So he'll call time on all them little rests we think we're doing, huh? So he wants to approve of our ways. It's ways are so important. They build the stamina, they build the endurance, they build the character. They provide what's missing. These missing ingredients that we sometimes have missing. Your ways will provide your testimony, you know, if God wants to use you to help someone else. And he will. It's up to him though how he might he He's not healing you so you can testify. That's not the purpose of healing or anything else he does. He does it because he's promised to do it. But if he opens the door for you to share Then you know he can help somebody else that way. Through the spirit of prophecy. Sometimes people want to testify and it comes out like bragging. It doesn't help anybody. Worth anything. And so these, all of these things are ordained by God folks. He doesn't want you doing anything without him opening the door and ordering your steps that way. So people tend to want God's promises but they want them their way. There's a carnal desire for things. As I said the enemy can get in there and make you desperate. Make you feel like you got to jump through hoops. Like you don't have enough time for anything. So when God begins to order our steps. <coughs> sometimes we can begin to fight and resist. and That stubbornness comes up. Oh, that's not God. I know God wouldn't tell me to do something like that. Yes he would. <laughs> if it's fear, he'll tell you to step right out there. Huh? And if it's if it's haste, he'll tell you to go sit down somewhere, you're not ready yet, huh? So, you know, we have to be understanding that just to listen for that voice. Wait for that nudging and develop that relationship. Where we know when God's telling us to move and when he's telling us not to move. So we can get as stubborn as as Balaam or Jonah. Remember those men of God who fought God because they didn't like the ways. Didn't like the ways of God. Mm -hmm. Didn't like his ways. We can begin a war of wills with God over the issue of his ways you know just get dig right in like a a bull you know now we're not accepting that this or that you know sometimes people who have come back to the lord you know you, you sometimes wonder about you know people that knew them while they were serving god way back when they fall away and come back and you'll find that they believe some minor thing it was minor when they believed it but it was big to them then now many years later they look back and they see it was minor well it was small then if you'd make it small but you made it big and so you dug your heels in as though it was the most important thing in your life and many years later you you see the fruit of of walking away from God now you see how small it was Compared to the type of life that you've had to live without God, and so these things are very, very important, folks, to uh, to you know get over them as quickly as possible. Get over them; these challenges that that you know we post to God's will and His ways when you don't want to do something because you don't believe God it's necessary or god wouldn't tell you to do that or whatever you know whatever the devil tells you and you believe it if you can get over those things quickly and just say well lord i'm I'm accepting your will it doesn't seem right to me and i don't like it and i don't know if i'm going to want to do this but i'm going to say yes to you because you're god you know you can get yourself out of a lot of trouble if you learn how to just say yes to God and not fight so much, because there are many people who don't understand what God's doing. Many times we don't really agree or understand or even think we can or not sure we want to. But you can say yes. Uh, you can say yes by faith because you want to respect God. You know He's God and you want to respect that. So you can get into a war with God over the issue of His ways versus your ways. Abraham's ways were changed as soon as he met God you see that in Genesis 12 God said get up and go so he changed his way changed his way of thinking changed his way of living changed his way now there are some people that are just kind of adventuresome by nature. They'll get up and go at the drop of a hat. They just want the excitement of moving on to something else. But then those people are hard to pin down when you want them to be stable. You know they'll go off and leave leave what you've blessed them with. So you still have to be able to get away from your natural inclination and things. And and deal with the spirit of things. You know. I know many times people will. Um, when you, you we would have... Uh, different jobs to do in the ministry you know people would say well I like so and so I never listen to the like thing because I know in five minutes they don't like it no more you got me so likes are from your flesh you know they're fleshly comforts and desires and and all that 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 people get and they have you know, it's real easy to get over in the flesh with things. You know, sometimes people and people have a little bit of knowledge on something, a little expertise in something. And then they want to, you give them that opportunity to work from that a little bit and they won't surrender it to God. They start to get in there with all of their little ideas and you know goofing it up and so uh, these things have to be surrendered to God that's why many times God will give you something to do that you detest and give it to you over and over and over again or he'll have some things nice and some things detestable there's always something in the mix there that keeps you disciplined and (laughs) keeps you in the spirit and keeps you uh, desiring that God would help you with it you know just help me Lord I don't like this. You know. And many times people just have learned to accept things and they don't complain. You know. They don't whine about it. Then there, you got the whiners. and you got the people that get sick and can't function and have migraines. and have, Well you're healed. You know. But I got a migraine now. I just saw all that. Goes. I got a migraine now. I tell you. I know I'm healed. But. Eh. <laughs> it was the faint. The fainters. huh? so Abraham's ways were changed as soon as he met God soon as God gets involved in your mix he will change your ways Hmm? just think all that Abraham did had he rebelled against God's ways never would have done it never would have been the father of the faith had he refused anything God told him to do God changed the way he thought. Abraham had a routine, a life. You know he looked to his father, natural father for guidance. Was surrounded by family, siblings, a large family, all that kind of stuff. He served another God. and So he was in a situation where he had his life pretty much set out for him. He was really getting toward the end of his life to be honest with you. God extended it. If if you look at what people did after they met God you'll get an understanding of what God's ways will do for you because Abraham and Sarah the bible talks about her having gone through menopause already and so if if that's true then god finds them at a time of life where they were kind of getting to the um, declining years of their life and then all of a sudden renews their youth and, and gives them many more years after that you know Abraham lived to be what 150 145 or something Sarah lived 132 something like that so I mean God's ways that road that he puts you on that's a road with life on it the minute you step on it it gives you more life gives you more energy it gives you more understanding of how to do things it's a it's a progressive road it's a good road you know people get this idea that god doesn't want them to have any fun and i just you know if i do this for god you know he never leaves you in worse shape than what he found you in fact we don't know what bad shape we're in before we find find god many of us are on our last leg and don't know it so God has us leave our security he never wants you secure in your own strength or in another person or in the natural and that's why he took Abram from his family because your family represents your security and your comfort So your first step of faith in God is to leave what makes you comfortable and to leave the familiar and to leave what's easy to control. I've seen women that you know they um I was started, I was really started the first ministry I ever worked in was a women's ministry, what they call parachurch ministry. Uh, the ministry was set to be an outreach type ministry and and uh they did an excellent job god's always raised up people like this and so uh what what they did was they would find uh, a local pastor who would act as the pastor for the the chapter you know so that they were present at all the meetings and so forth and so on and and uh so as not to be a renegade type ministry without uh, you know a real church affiliation or a real part of the church but they function more as an outreach and mainly because churches don't do it and I'll tell you why it has to be done that way is because many of these people came from churches they sat in a pew every Sunday and the pastor would no more think To have a meeting to get people to come in the way they did and minister to them and get them baptized in the Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff. It just this church would never do it. And so this was was where I was trained. And God uh, showed me. How to come away from like a prescribed comfort zone? And in many of the women there had testimonies. And well, I, I my kids were grown, and somebody invited me to this meeting. It was always almost the same. In fact, the board there, if if there was anybody under forty five or so on any of their boards, it was rare was very rare because many of the Christian women didn't want to leave their children with somebody else and so forth and so on. I mean, God helped people uh, to be able to make the right decisions. And then there were some that were working and didn't want to give any time to God. But it was kind of a repeated story time after time after time. And I began to look at that and I, I was thinking about it. In with the Lord, and and the Lord said, "Well, yeah." He said, "Many of those women would have been involved in the women's lib movement, protesting, and you know, because that was the middle-aged women's movement. Oh, definitely, those women weren't young women at all, and they were." promoting things that had mainly to do with younger women so this is always the enemy's strategy is to find spokespeople who have authority and have experience so they're not challenged very easily and then he will have them you know promote his agenda what he wants to do and at the same time the women's movement was coming you saw these women's groups popping up see you know to take care of that deed you know it was a legitimate need in many ways you know i'm you know i'm not saying all this protesting was all that necessary you know because i couldn't see when i heard they were wanting to guess well what are they protesting when well, their husbands won't let them work i said well that don't apply to me this brother would kick me out he'd give me two Amen. two nine to fives if i could handle them you understand you mean they just want a job I'll oh, get real. Well you know it's other stuff. Ah, you know when you tell me that I'm done with it already. <coughs> but but you could see how women who, who are like empty nesters now. Would be a little disgruntled. You got a little extra time on your hands. You don't know what else to get involved in. Well then God opened doors for them to use their skills and their abilities and their gifts and time and time again you would hear women say I never had a job I was at home all my life and I was so nervous when I first came that I couldn't do they asked me to be a secretary and I didn't have they asked me to do this and I didn't have they asked me to do that and God taught and trained them one after the other after the other after the other. The, the executive board at the highest level. Those women traveled the world setting up chapters of this organization. Just go in there find a church find some women find whatever. Just like you know the apostles of old would do or a or, uh, 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 Lester Summerall or anybody. And did the job beautifully accounted for all the money they raised all the money out of small offerings out of women's household money that was left and all that kind of they never had big backing like they do in churches but they and those organizations still function why because God changed their ways he got them out of the comfort zone of being you know whatever they were doing in the household or whatever or, you know I was a ch- i worked in the church for a little bit but they never let me do much kind of thing you know that and they hear a woman is able to run a, a a an organization on a statewide level you know or a regional level or something like that and do it and they all they did was got together wrote down simple guidelines and were able to to function because they heard from God he changed their ways change their ways and change the world through changing their ways you go in some some countries now and you see women very well organized they can go into churches now and function why because they've been trained in these types of organizations where these people just ordinary women heard from god he got them out of their comfort zone so they could teach them something if god gets you off what you're depending on he can shake your your tree and Little stuff will fall out, and you find yourself a free person now you're free to learn you're free to learn its ways why because you're not controlling everything you're not controlled by anything, and you're not scared of anything anymore. Some women were you know I came because i you know i raised my kids, and all of a sudden my husband started playing around divorced me. you know that was a common story. Well you know they could have been out protesting. And you know with the Lib people. And having boyfriends. But they gave their hearts to the Lord. And decided to work for God. They got out of their comfort zone. They didn't, didn't fall for the lies of the world. And so God is able. to. He does some, some miraculous things. Some beautifully miraculous things. If we'll obey him. We'll understand his timing is perfect. And we're not afraid to step out of the comfort zone. Some of those women would be driving their adult kids crazy. Huh? Well, bring the kids over. Well, don't you need this? Well, don't you know? Trying to get involved, back involved again. You said you wanted them grown so they can get out of your hair. Now they grown. You're back in there again. Huh? So you get out of your comfort zone. Huh? Many of them, Mom, are you back? Are you still on the road? Mom, you still are here? Well, how come you don't come see us and the kids anymore? I'm working for God got a new something to do y'all all right i prayed for you last night i know what everybody's doing praise god huh you don't try to fit in where where you want to fit in just because you want to do it you understand god's ways folks let's grow up here and be children of the most high god so so it's a good thing to understand that the God's ways what if he had this plan for these women before they even knew anything about anything you know they could step in and and talk about dignity you know i you know i've' been to their international conferences, and it just you you know you just sit there and weep, you would see these women with the testimonies and you see them come from nation after nation after nation with with the stories of how impoverished things are and how uh, broken some of the women are and and you know adultery is rampant and venereal disease of Husbands coming home bringing disease to them. All that kind of stuff. And just horrible stories but god but they come and they have such joy because they know they belong to god and to be able to bring that revelation of somebody you know i mean even if you're only putting five dollars a time in the offering out of your household money to know that your five dollars was able to to have a place where that woman to come and hear about the lord and be encouraged and want to take care of her family that kind of stuff it's just his ways are beyond just, you just never know what god would do with you if you would let go and quit clinging to nothing Amen. to a dream most of it is just fictitious you know we just don't want to let go we hold on because we don't want to let go and it's not because we're really holding on to anything real we just holding on to the wrong thing so God will command us to let go if we're going to follow him you can't have anything mm -mm that you love more can't have it and he'll challenge that challenge it you'll have to make up your mind okay I thought I was had the right attitude about that but I see that was wrong huh you just you you, these things are are much 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 normal in the kingdom so abram he's our example he's the father of the faith you want faith in god that's how you get it you leave your security and you strike out to a place called there Hmm? where is there it's there Hmm. It's there. Am I there yet? Well, almost. You're on your way there, huh? Where is there? Hmm. Abram had a lot of theirs, huh? And God wants us to have a lot of theirs. Why would He tell us to go into all the world and preach the gospel if we couldn't be there? Hmm. So there's a lot of theirs you're going to have when you serve God you'll want to go back and get comfortable and you get restless again you know there's something else he wants you to do so <clears throat> so our first step of faith in God is obey that instruction to leave it's Always, there's always a leaving involved in it we leave what makes us comfortable familiar and easy to control more than likely it's people and surroundings for some people, it's position and power. There have been people who have been wealthy people and knew immediately God wanted them to resign from what they were doing. John G. Lake was, was a wealthy man. He was an insurance salesman. Huh? He had he, he was and he was good at it, huh? Very powerful business person. But he just He didn't have time anymore. He'd spend so much time with people in that office praying and leading them to the Lord. And God started to speak to him about people. He said he just one day realized I left that behind. And he went out and and went to South Africa. Where the missionaries that worked with him. If you didn't have faith you didn't make it. Just didn't. They had gotten to the point where they couldn't afford food. I think somebody had... The support for them had stopped coming from the United States. Based on, uh, from what I'm told, it was a lie that somebody told about what they were doing with the finances. You know, and that's always going to happen. Somebody's going to always say you're not doing right with God's money. You know, well, just you don't give. If you want to keep your money in your pocket, that's your prerogative. But, you know, I think what they did was they started rumors about it. And the money dried up and the missionaries began to get sick because they couldn't get the proper food and over in a foreign country and, and died one by one. There was like two or three of them left. I mean it, he, he was challenged. We think when somebody tells us they don't want us to pray for them to get better our feelings get hurt. How would you like for somebody to start a lie on you to stop your ministry? and you know what are you going to do you just (laughs) you plow through the best way you can and some of them had the opportunity to return home but they decided they were going to stay there and and trust God and believe God and some of them died folks so these things can be very very challenging very challenging but god 's ways will always prevail, and we will prevail in God if we will understand his ways so really, the average Christian in this country doesn't leave much in fact, when they come to church they 're looking for more you know they're looking to prosper right off the bat they and you start telling them about you know letting go, giving up, and this what are you talking about i'm I'm here to, for my prosperity message or my feel good message, you know. To be the best I can be and all that kind of stuff. You know I'm not here to suffer leave anything or anything to leave me or any of anything like that. And so we have to understand that these are foreign concepts sometimes. You know just depending upon what the world is saying and what the average church person has heard and grabbed onto and believes they don't believe that you know even people in the world will will mention paying your dues remember that uh, you know uh uh people who had gotten um you know famous say in entertainment well you know I did pay my dues people think I just popped up here today and I'm making all this money well I worked you know little small clubs and you know crowds were really small and then they finally grew and grew and now I'm here you know that's a normal part of life and growth is small things and starting out small and then beginning to grow and bloom and prosper you know so that you can reach more you can teach more you can affect more and so people who who don't want that step somehow don't are not accepting God's ways When you leave your security things may you might feel a little lack for a minute you know you might feel a pinch you might not be able to see as much in the natural as you're accustomed to seeing but God will be there with you. You know he'll he'll make a way for you in the wilderness i mean he he can carve a he can carve a life for you out of anything out of the nothing we give him many times he carves a new life for us he he carves out beautiful things for us even with you know the limitations that that we can restrictions we put on it you know sometimes we can say, "God, I surrender, but you know we're holding on to something you know he's He might have to wrestle with us for years to get us to let go a little bit on our grip on some things. Some people just still want to hold on. But if we could let go totally, he could really do some amazing things with us. With Abraham, all the amazing things that he showed that man. Just from one one trip to the next to the next with God. He always showed him something extraordinary. And he always changed him. Abram was a a mature man. God could trust him with secrets. He wouldn't withhold anything from him. He revealed his heart to Abram. That's a mature person folks. That won't try to write a book about it. Won't go try to make their ministry off of one revelation. I mean somebody who just stays with God. And becomes a friend of God. And a servant of God. Willing to go forth and serve. Those are God's ways. To develop us as servants of His and friends. Or He can talk to us It won't blow our minds. He can tell us things to do and He can trust us that we'll, we'll accomplish what He tells us to do. We'll, we'll go forth and accomplish these things. So these are all God's ways, folks. All of His ways are, are like that to help us to stay on the right road and to help us to avoid the snares of the enemy. That is a big part of what God's doing and to mature us into people who are not no longer children tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine, but also that we begin to mature in Him, that we grow up in Him, and not just being you know in our doctrine being secure, but also trusting, moving out. Serving doing different things for God, allowing god to to use us and move through us for certain things, all that kind of stuff it's very important to God that we be heirs, sons and daughters, not just children in the household being disciplined every five minutes told to shut up sit down mind your manners you know that kind of stuff but we have that incorporated in us so that when we step out we have that that confidence in god and people then can be confident in god through us and and you know growing into the full stature of god you know his ways will help us with that because trust me you don't you don't have a clue and you don't know who to call and you don't know who you got to wait for god To give you a word for something. That will mature you that will help you more than anything you know this is one of the 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 fights that the parents have when the the mothers against the dads the dads want the kids to grow up and be mature and women want to keep them babies oh no that's my baby he can't do that he can't and the dad will see him out doing great things you know so you can't limit your child's potential just because of your fear you can't Impose your fear upon them you have to let them go well God wants to let us go folks he wants us as mature sons and daughters to bring more people into the body of Christ see that's always a sign of maturity. Is you reproduce after your own kind. You know we're reproductive age in the body of Christ. You know we we should be able to do this thing. And bring many many sons and daughters to God. The way the word says. But can't do it without his ways. Got to get out your comfort zone got to get out of you know the way you always do things you know just coming to church and bringing yourself you got to be open up to bring somebody else that's kind of just like basic you know it really is very basic but so many people skip over it that's why churches have to build such big parking lots everybody comes by themselves they don't bring anybody see you see what i'm saying and then two bigger places get bigger because they know they can hide Oh yeah, well I can go in there and nobody I don't even have to say hi to a greeter. I can just go in there and come out and nobody bother me. Isn't that right? And so it just depends on your your sensitivity to God's ways, you know. It's I'm not saying you can't get anything there, but that's not where everybody's called to be. But Those are are the ways of God to serve and to to help others. So we'll we'll talk more next uh, week after next. Amen. Praise God. Father in heaven we do thank you for giving us understanding, knowledge, wisdom. He who wins souls is wise. And we thank you Lord for that soul winning wisdom. We're going to get it Lord. We're going to get it right. We're going to know when we approach people how to approach them for you how to win them over how to make sure that we bring them to church they get discipled and they grow and they learn and we thank you for that father you're going to teach us these things in jesus name amen praise god amen 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 praise god if anybody needs prayer come on up